0: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and...
0: Point, early odds with joe ostrowski oregon's down by 12 they're on the 45 yard line with no timeouts oregon's got an all-american field goal kicker why didn't somebody tell me Chicago sports betting show
2: Touchdown,
1: ohio state there are some folks who are celebrating, oh no. Oh no. and
0: others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. Me. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello?
1: Early Odds and my role on You Better You Bet, both going on hiatus. Weekday shows will continue, and we'll be back here on Early Odds talking about sports betting once we have something to talk about. Uh, we're living in some scary times, and we have no idea when sports will return. I want to bring in my friend from Las Vegas, a longtime odds maker, Dave Sharapan, He's the main host. I can do that, right? We'll go with main host of GT's Cash Considerations podcast. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, at Sportsbook Consig. Had him on the station many, many times. Dave, how are you, and how's the family doing right now?
2: Oh, man, Joe, thanks for having me. Uh, the family's okay. We're on day four of, uh, of about a month, I think, hiatus from school. Uh, three kids. It's already. I'm already overrun. Um, I've lost complete control. It's might as well be summer vacation. So the work at home and staying on top of schoolwork and stuff, it's already gone. We're staying up all night watching movies and sleeping until midday and everything else. So <laughs> we're, we're we're already messed up with that. But um, And it's crazy times right now, Joe. It's just, you know, Vegas is um, pretty much shut down. It's, uh, you know, by the time – Everybody's listening to this. You guys may be on lockdown. I mean, we are. Non-essential businesses are pretty much closed. So going out to eat, not an option. You know, a lot of people working from home that never did. And we're just trying to figure this whole landscape out just for life, let alone not having sports. As someone who has had sports a part of their life for my pretty much entire existence, really, really strange, man. Really, really
1: strange. A lot there. And uh, let's start with the home life first, because this homeschooling stuff, man, it's for the birds. (laughs) I'm not a big fan. My big takeaway after this week is make sure we give every teacher a raise once they're finally back in school. And we don't even know if they're going to be back before we get to the summer. And I have younger kids than you do, but the new norm is okay, you can have a play date, but it's going to be on FaceTime, and they're having a ball. They don't understand everything going on. Oh, yeah, we're going outside. We're going to get some exercise, walk around the neighborhood a little bit, ride bikes, that's fine. We can go to your friend's house, but they're going to have to stay behind their door. You can wave and say hi and talk for a minute, but but you you can't have this face-to-face.
2: It's so strange, and you're right. If this happened 20 years ago without FaceTime, without social media, the feeling of isolation would be so, so overwhelming. I said it on our podcast, too, teachers are underpaid, <laughs> and that should be definitely the first sort of something to come out of all this. Like It's hard enough to control two kids of your own and try to have them focus for a half an hour on a lesson that's not technology-driven teachers do it every day man it's really i've always appreciated teachers and the job that they do and i've always tried to tell them throughout the years as i got to know them or whatever thank you for helping our family my kids whatever get better and learn and like school and you know there's bad teachers too that maybe didn't do all that but man you are right (laughs) after four days i don't want to homeschool anybody
1: I, I can't tell you how many times me and my wife have looked at each other this week in the middle of the afternoon and say, man, how do they do it? I would be an awful teacher. What, what are they doing over there? <laughs> they, they do great work. All right, let's go uh, to the shutdown. And that was huge news earlier this week. For those that don't know, it came out, governor said, Las Vegas casinos shut down for at least 30 days How did you find out this news? And can you shed more light on what's going on there in the casino industry?
2: You know, last week it started with the sports shutdown. You know, so that impacted the books immediately. And I actually posted something today on Twitter that kind of, I wrote a story, a column about that, that explained that. Um, And then Tuesday, it's almost like one of those things, Joe, where you have to protect people from themselves because, I think they gave the casinos the options of closing, and only a couple stepped up and did because the impact is financially, job-wise, all the different things. It's unprecedented. You can't measure it. I mean, the casinos, I don't think, since I've been here at least, which is 17 years now, never closed, never once. So comes on Tuesday and says, listen, stay home for Nevada, and that's it. Casinos are closing. Tonight at midnight. And it's 30 days minimum. Vegas is an international destination. People from all over the world come here. And casinos got to be a petri dish for just everything. Mm. And, you know, bad, good, and different, it's true. And the impact of it is just being felt right now. And, I mean, to be perfectly honest, you know, we got laid off yesterday, we we're done. Our odds-making team, risk team, whatever you want to call it, we're shut down. That's it. We don't know when, if, we're coming back. Because without sports, we have nothing to do, and there's no revenue. There's nothing coming in. So some other books with mobile apps have kept stuff open. They've kept some future markets open, and they're going to allow betting. As far as casinos, man, valets, bartenders, waitresses, housekeeping staff, everyone just mass layoffs. I don't know. To be perfectly honest, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Scrambled right now, everything's scrambled, and I had to go down to um, UNLV yesterday and help with someone with some. The dorms got shut down; they're going to go online now for the rest of the semester. And a family member of my wife's is going to school there. She's a freshman. They told her you have three days, but you got to get out. we are closing the dorms. So we went down and got some stuff, all of her, you know, dorm room unpacked and put it in our van. We're going to keep it until further notice. And we drove back up the strip. I have never seen the strip in Las Vegas look like it did last night. Everything's dark. There's not a person on the street. And there were a handful of cars. And there's always cars on the strip. There's always people walking between casinos because it's 24-7. There wasn't anyone. Drove the entire strip. We saw maybe 10 people walking. Incredible stuff, man. Just incredible.
1: Joe Ostrowski with Dave Sherapan, longtime Vegas odds maker. Find him on Twitter at Sportsbook Consig if you want to see some of his stories. And I highly suggest you give him a follow. If you're not on Twitter, search him and look at some of the stuff to find out what exactly is going on in Las Vegas. Dave, we have so many questions, and you just alluded to it. um, How many questions? We don't know. We don't know. We have so few answers on all of this stuff. Mentally, where are you right now? You said nothing promised, but are you expecting to get your job back once sports is back, whenever that is?
2: No, uh, just keeping it real, I don't. I, I think this is changing everything uh, for a lot of companies, ours being one of them. Sports has been such a unifying thing. You know, I'll never forget the first baseball games after 9 11. I'll never forget the first football games after 9-11 and how it felt just to have something, again, familiar, positive, unifying. And I would love to see the NBA start next month. I don't think it's starting until June at the earliest. The NBA was the one, you know, was the most progressive, maybe because they had the first tested positive case. I don't know. But as soon as they shut it down, and they shut
1: it. I mean, you
2: know, they ran out onto the court in OKC and said, that's it, we're, we're not playing. Everybody go back into the locker room. Everyone in the, in the stands, go home. Don't be alarmed, but just get out of here. And when that happened, that was the impact moment for me. I was like, okay, now what? And then the dominoes started falling. And this is supposed to be the busiest week of the entire year for sports books and sports mm-hmm. in general. And... It's nothing. So I don't know. I want to be positive. I'm a positive guy by by nature. I have never felt like this in my life.
1: Supposed to be the busiest week on the calendar. You're right. And it's supposed to be opening day around the corner. And then the Masters also around the corner. When you said the way the industry is going... Uh, What did you mean by that? Were were you talking about um, just everything run by computers, uh, less humans involved?
2: Yeah, I think you're going to see and on a macro scale kind of thinking people are going to be able to work remotely a lot more than anyone really thought. We're going to find a way. And what that means for, you know, sports books and sports book companies, yeah. For guys like me that have been doing this a long time and have the human touch and feel and and all of that, it feels like you're being replaced just like that snap of a finger. We'll get a computer to do it. I don't think the computers can do it without us, but maybe they can do it better or a different way. I don't think they can really do it better. They can do it faster maybe, but I think, yeah, you're just going to see the automation, and you see it now with a lot of the books and, you know, The companies that they have kind of managing the risk, you want to call it, like that's what we do. We're risk analysts in addition to like odds maker, whatever titles you want to use. Traders, just look at the stock market and stock exchanges. I mean, people used to sit and write orders, and now it's all electronic trading. Mm -hmm. Well, now wagering is going, you see it in new markets, it's majority mobile. Vegas is unique where the experience is still a part of it. I don't know if that's going to continue. I don't know how fast Vegas bounces back. I can tell you this, when sports comes back, whenever it is, and I hope it's sooner than later, the excitement for it, not just from a wagering standpoint, just from having something again that we can all have and relate to, is just going to be awesome when it does happen. But right now, I feel like Andy Dufresne crawling through that pipe (laughs) trying to get out. That's what I feel like right now. Uh I'm puking and I'm throwing up and I'm – uh, I, I'm holding my face trying to get through it because it's going to be a long road to get to that opening.
1: Shawshank might be the only movie or TV show that I have not watched over the last week or so. <laughs> you can't
2: watch anything with all the kids in the house. you uh, to be careful what you watch?
1: I know, I know. Let's talk about the sports betting industry because I, I agree with you that once we get sports back, it is going to be electric. Now, the timing of that, we're all unsure of. My partner on You Better You Bet, Nick Costos. Uh, he's trying to be optimistic. He's hoping for June 1st. I think there's no way in hell that we're going to have sports by June 1st, maybe 4th of July. Some believe closer to football that we're, that the next sport that we're going to see with full stadiums is going to be college football or even the pros. Dave, I, I think there will be a lot of excitement, but I kind of wonder, are, are we really going to pick up where we left off when we think about the sports betting Industry and the sports betting industry, along with the media stuff, as part of that. I don't know if we're going to pick up where we left off because of the economy and because people are going through such tough times. I'm sure there's a portion of people out there that are going to say, okay, sports is back. Yeah, that's great. I'm dealing with all this in the real world. I realized over the last few months that I'll, I can survive. I'm just fine without sports. I'll get to it when I have some free time. And I don't know that people are going to have the extra income if we're bringing the betting part into it. They might be like, you know what, I'm watching every buck now. I'm not going to get into sports betting.
2: Great points. Those are great points, Joe. Um, I would lead your way. You know, I love Nikki, and I, I, I want to believe um, – you know, and stay positive, but there's no chance in hell anything's happened by June 1st. And if it does, it's in front of empty arenas. It looks different than it you know, normally does. You're right. There's going to be a lot. There already is. It's been a week. There's already a lot less discretionary income than there was a week ago. You know, getting supplies and groceries and everything's changed right now. And it's continuing to be that way for a while. So, Yeah, are you looking to play a $20 parlay when sports comes back? Probably not. You're probably right. I don't know. The trajectory that it was all going on was just a rocket ship. I mean, it was just straight up. There wasn't even an angle. Right. And now it's completely just reversed and coming straight down to nothing. And to get it back up to even close, no, it's going to take a while. Uh, I'm with you.
1: What was it like to look at the first empty odds board?
2: Oh, it was so depressing. It was so depressing, Joe. I mean, the first thing we had to do was like, all right, take the games down. So last Wednesday when the NBA, when that game got postponed and then Zion was supposed to play, I believe, at Sacramento later that night, take that game down, they're postponing that. Okay. The next day, nothing. Don't put anything up. We don't know. That's it. They postponed all the games. The NBA postponed all the games. Oh, no. NHL quickly followed suit, take it down. Took everything down, one by one. And then the the NCAA canceled March Madness. It was a gut punch, man. It it hurt. And now we had that UFC event Saturday, and we had the lines up, and we had people here who had already came for conference tournament weeks. You know, Pac-12, done. All the stuff that was here, done. So they were here. So we had action. We had bets. We had stuff on television. It was, it was for a few moments, the last sense of normalcy. And then Sunday came and the guys in the office with me were just, it was a zombie type feel where we were just like, what are we going to do without any of this? And three, four days later, we found out we're not doing anything. We're not even coming back to work. So Tough times, man. Crazy. Just just weird, weird. Uh, no no words can really express it, to be perfectly honest.
1: With Dave Sherapan, Sports Radio 670, The Score. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Uh, Dave, longtime odds maker, if I were to ask you to set an, an over-under on the number of employees impacted by the casino, the books, everything getting shut down for at least a month, in Nevada, where do you go with that number?
2: Oh, some of these big resorts—we're talking thousands alone at big resorts. So it's in the it's in the six-figure thousands. I mean, wow. it's 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 a lot a lot of people. You know, everything, like I said, from the housekeeping staff to the upper level, sea level employees, and everyone in between, totally impacted by all of this a lot of them are coming back. They will come back when all of this, you know, goes away. So you have to survive to get the call back and to get, to get back in it. But for the ones that aren't coming back, it's, it's a whole new, like, what are we going to do now type feeling? And that for a lot of people, for a younger person, maybe not as scary for someone a little bit older, like myself, pretty scary. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it's trying to figure out what, what, what are we doing? You know, I'm, trying to learn some other things, you know, media opportunities, some writing articles, doing things in addition to trying to just calm everything down and try to figure out how to do a lesson plan for a six-year-old. It's
1: just impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, once you figure out what you want to do, Dave, I think you're going to be fine because media-wise, sports betting will go back. And I mentioned earlier that I don't know it's going to be where it left off in June, July when sports returns. But you know that it's going to change a little bit once you get to football season. Football season always changes that. So guys, with your perspective and experience, they're in high demand right now. You're obviously very good at that. You're a hell of an odds maker as well. So once you decide what you want to do, if you want to stay in this industry, I I think you're going to be just fine. You mind me asking, what are you working at? Because I do know some sports betting people, and yeah, they're they're depressed and they're upset that all this is going away. But I've also talked to some people that kind of welcome the break because there is no break on the sports betting calendar. And they're kind of going to school a little bit, trying to figure out where they can sharpen up their sports betting tools.
2: Yeah, that would be the normal kind of mode of operation. I don't think they have
1: kids, Dave, though. I don't think they have kids (laughs) because I I would love to do that.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm competing against, Joe, and that's what all of us are are competing against are are these young guys that they don't have kids. They don't have distractions. They don't have anything other than that really going on. They're immersed in it, and that's great. I used to be that guy, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, life changes and you, you grow and different things happen, whatever. But I'm not worried about how I can do power ratings better. I'm not worried about how to get better at, you know, past lines and things like that right now. Like, I'm worried about really bare-bones stuff and try to, you know, make the bills go and keep the family together and everybody healthy. Obviously through all of this, you know, you got to take the precautions. you got to do everything right to keep everyone around you healthy because if we all do our part hopefully this curve gets flattened and the spread slows down and we can have our lives back again but to have something like this taken away at the snap of your fingers just in days um it's still kind of being processed so yeah i'm not really worried about any of that stuff right now joe i'm just trying to figure out what we got to do to get through you know the rest of March and April.
1: Yeah, it's real talk right there. Dave, as you know, we just got sports betting in Illinois. We just got it. In the same week, they open up the first book and then they have to shut it down because all 10 casinos within the state are shut down. We do have two sports books that have open, they're just not open right now. What do you think this does for sports betting across the nation, not only in Illinois? And there are some other places that have temporary licenses, so you think that they're going to get a sports book pretty soon. But uh, Michigan also recently opened up sports betting. Is this going to slow things down? Maybe these casinos, these racetracks, don't want to pay for these expensive licenses?
2: Great question. It's incredible that they were efficient enough and took the measures necessary to get open before March Madness to then start off ahead of the curve, way ahead um, of it all, and get the maximum amount of return experience because it really is different than any other week of the entire year. And they didn't get it. And now you take a step back probably and reflect and go, okay, what do we do now? Because we've invested all of this money. We've we, we've invested in people. We've invested in licenses. And now what are we going to do? Because probably going to operate at a break-even or loss now where you were looking at at least having a shot right from the beginning to kind of be ahead of it. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, the expansion stuff has happened so quickly and it's spread so fast. And everyone wants to get a, get a piece of that, that sports gambling revenue. And I keep saying it, Joe, to everyone that I know that have been around it for, you know, I've been in this game for over 20 years. It is still a low margin business. It is still a grind and you still got to be good at it on the back side of the counter, otherwise you can lose. Look at the states that that did the Super Bowl this year that didn't get the San Francisco money. Mm -hmm. They lost. It happens. So I think it's going to have a lot of people not questioning whether they should do it or not, but I think they maybe are going to ask better questions before they actually start doing it.
1: Dave, this racket ain't penny slots, is it?
2: No, no, <laughs> the penny slots are the casino's best. That's the best thing the casino's got going. And nobody knows it's not fair. It's its, it's a, that's the toughest grind there is. You can't win playing penny slots. You can't if you play consistently.
1: Blows like, my mind every month when I when I see where the money oh, is coming in. Number one all the time, it's the penny slots.
2: That's it. Yeah. So, no, you got a much better shot at you know laying three in a game and, and laying 110. And you can find sometimes some books are going to this, maybe pricing it a little higher. Uh, I don't know if you need to do that. If you're really paying attention and have people doing it that, that know 110 is enough, it's enough. You don't need to lay 114. You don't have to. And there's still other places that give you that outlet. So, But, yeah, penny slots, I don't recommend it at
1: all. <laughs> Great advice from Dave Sharapan. He's on Twitter, at Sportsbook Consig. Please download, check out his podcast, GT's Cash Considerations. Dave, appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story.
2: Joe, always appreciate talking to you. Love it. Thanks again for having me on. We're going to try to keep the podcast going. Good. We have a huge listenership in Illinois. Oh, and yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's become very popular there, so thank you.
1: Stay healthy. You too, man. And with that, Early Odds Goes on Break. Hopefully sometime soon we'll have betting back in our lives. That means sports is here and a bit of a return to normalcy. Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel next with Inside the Clubhouse. Stay safe, everyone.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.